Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire local business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks as I call them. Today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with a longtime friend, Ron Sheets. Ron is an authority in relationship marketing for businesses across the country. His unique, innovative, and proprietary marketing strategies are revolutionizing how business owners are now able to position and differentiate themselves from their competition. Ron is also a multi-book author and is an ideal interview for today's Main Street Author Podcast. Ron, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it, Mike. Pleasure to be with you. Yeah, and I'm, I was looking forward to this because, you know, I know you've written a couple books. I have, uh, I know I have at least one of them here on my bookshelf. But uh, before we jump in, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you serve, etc. Yeah, your introduction covers it, you know, on a broad sense and that, but my background has primarily been in video, so in the medium of video, and I'm widely recognized as a video guy because people see me filming, so that's automatically how they identify me. Uh, so the presumption's made that because I have a video camera, I'm like other video people. So, you know, if your listeners have ever had the idea of making a video for their business, they immediately start going and trying to find, okay, we need somebody to make a video for us if they don't have one already. They'll start looking online and then they'll start making telephone calls and talking to people. And after a few calls, they're going to find out that the video people they talk to are very well versed on the technology. And oftentimes, here's how the call goes. They say, hi, you know, do you make a video? And the people will say, yeah, what kind of video do you want to make? And how long do you want it to be? And when do you need it by? And so on and so forth. You know, my first call with a client goes entirely different. It goes more like this. It's why do you want to make a video? Who's the audience that you want to communicate with? What other marketing are you using to communicate with that audience? And after somebody sees the video, what do you want them to know, feel, and do? You know, what, what action do you want them to take? So the, the average video person's question is about, it leads to price. You know, how much can they charge you? You know, my questions lead to creating a marketing asset for the business. And sometimes I tell them, you know, a video I don't think is the thing you need to do. You may need to do something else. So most people who set out looking to make a video, they're really looking for guidance. They want somebody who's going to make a video that works for them, for whatever their objective is. So I make business videos that sell. I'm most known for, as you put it out, my relationship marketing videos. It's what people usually refer to as testimonial videos, though mine are more human interest story driven. Whereas the typical testimonial is short and flavorless, mine are tools that connect people to what they want to sell based on experience, context, and outcomes or results. That's in a nutshell. I'm a different, um, my background is in sales and marketing, and video is oftentimes the medium I communicate in. Right. And I know you've worked with a lot of top name 
marketing experts, business owners who rely on you to do exactly what you just shared. So, you know, you're, you're a very trustworthy, knowledgeable person on, on, you know, on what you do. So kudos to that. I, I know you've done multiple books. How many, just so everyone knows, how many books have you uh, written? I have two that are written and published currently. I am literally finishing up on the third, and it's about to publish within the next week. And I have two more sitting in the wings ready to go. All right. And can you describe the two that you've done and then the one that is getting ready to be published? Yeah. The the first one, which is really the one that does all the heavy lifting for me, is a book that's called Your Patient Attraction Secret Weapon. And I should add that my primary audience is independent dentists. So I wrote the book with them in mind. Um, it's a book about uh, my system, my proprietary system of how I go about getting these patient stories. And it's an A to Z kind of book where it lays out for the do-it-yourself or if they want to do. Um, that's the primary book. The secondary book is more niche-based for, um, for that similar audience. And it's about the uh, it's about the uh, the marketing assets available to them in plain sight. And I talk specifically about work I've done in television and cinema advertising, so advertising in um, movie theaters, local movie theaters. And it's really niched at that. So it's a very targeted, laser-focused on a specific um, marketing medium. The third one that's about to publish, again intended for the dental market, is called The Seven Lies Told About Undone Dental Treatment in Your Practice. And it goes through and it details the seven lies that are being told inside a dental practice about how and why they can't convert treatment that's been presented but's gone undone, hasn't been converted into actual treatment. Um, so those are the three. Um, the two others, one is a co-author with Dan Kennedy, and another is a co-author with um, Elmer Wheeler, if you know that name from way back in 1940s. So I've actually acquired the rights to an Elmer Wheeler book. Wow, very cool. That's you know that is a whole other topic about using other people's content or even licensing content uh, to create a book. But that's that's another topic. But very very interesting. Tell me why you you who are known to be a video guy decided to publish books. And these are real paperback books, right? These are real paperback books, yep, in-hand books. So I I learned very early on that I, because of the market, I mean, not the market, but because of the industry I'm in and, and who I get wrapped in, I quickly understood I needed to differentiate myself from other video people. So as I described at the start, is that, you know, we're kind of looped into a general perception and I wanted to do something that really differentiated me from everybody else. I wanted to establish myself as the authority in what I did. And in learning from people like yourself and from Dan Kennedy and just being around the direct response marketing world, I found the fastest path to that was being an author and writing a book. So that's that's the path I took. It's interesting. It's, you know, again, I'm sure there's not a whole bunch of your competition that do kind of what you do that have a book. And yeah, it's a, it's a very smart strategy. One that, you know, I, I 
preach over and over again just the unique opportunity of being a published author and how that differentiates yourself. Now, what is neat about what you've done, and I want to drill down on this a little bit more, because when I saw your second book, you mentioned it to me in passing at some event or somewhere, um, and it was so focused on a unique, specific type of marketing strategy for dentists, but it was so interesting that you wrote essentially a short book, because it is a short book, on mm-hmm. this specific topic. So I want everyone listening to kind of get that. And Ron, I'd like you to expand on it in a second. Why you thought it was smart to write an entire short book on this one specific strategy and you know what was the opportunity you saw by doing that? Yeah, that's a good question, Mike. The What I found is that in the dental world, there are very much and mine is independent dentist so not necessarily the big you know corporate franchise dentistry but the independent dental entrepreneur is that they're always looking for how they can attract new patients and the challenge they run up against is that with all of these big heavily financed and funded corporate entities in the dental world right now teledentistry and mobile dentistry and that they're looking for what medium can they go into and they can advertise where they're not, you know, they're up against all these big wigs with all this money. They'll think about print. They'll think about direct mail. They'll do online. They'll do email. They'll even do television and radio. Well, television and radio are great, great mediums to be in, but they're relatively expensive, especially for the independent dentist. So coming out of work I actually did for a specific client, we did and tested some cinema advertising in their local cinema, and it proved to be really fantastic. I mean, it produced a ton of new patients, and not just patients calling and coming in, but it actually produced treatment plans in the long run. So what I did is thought, okay, well, maybe there's an opportunity here. So I started to investigate, but when I started talking to other dentists about this, their first reaction went to, oh, yeah, well, that's a good idea, but I don't go to the movies. And I don't know if anybody sitting in a movie theater is going to be my patient and so on and so forth. So I really started to drill down and I started to investigate this. And I put together a content data-rich book that addressed, you know, who is the person who goes and sits in a cinema? Who is the person? What kind of a person are they as a buyer? And really what we found out was that they are really the target audience for the dentist. So when I would have this conversation and I would get this kind of pushback, I would say, well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I did a book. I wrote a book about this, and I'd send them the book. And really what the book was is it became a sales letter for me to really get them and put, because they're dentists, they're scientists, it put data in front of them. It put hard, cold facts in front of them with proof. And it was a book, and I was – it's the only book I know of that was published on this subject for them. So again, I'm the authority on it because I'm the only one with a book on it. Yeah, it's uh, a very interesting book uh, in that, like you said, you saw this opportunity, this niche, if you will, for dentists to market themselves in a different way at movie theaters, cinemas, as you call them. And you wrote a book on it. And that book like you said, becomes a, a, a powerful sales letter, a super powerful business card. It can be part of so many different types of pack, you know, information packages and such. 
Um, but the fact that you saw this opportunity and invested the time and energy to craft a short book on that, I just think is really something everyone listening should think about. What opportunities are in your business where you can claim expert authority on a specific topic that no one else is talking about? Great job, Ron. I really think that's, that's very cool what you've done there. So you've, you've you know, two books, another third is almost done, a couple more coming. Obviously, you believe in the power of being an author. Can you describe any immediate benefits or, you know, special things that happened to you after you, you became a published author? Yes. Yes. That's a great question. And that's, uh, again, one of the things that you experience when you do it. The most immediate was that it opened doors to interviews with me by people like yourself that have influence over an audience um, that I wanted to reach. And for example, it, in particular with one of our friend and mentor, Dan Kennedy, almost immediately after publishing the book, Dan interviewed me in front of his universe, which you know is pretty big. And from that one interview alone, it generated a lot of prospective activity for me. Um, the, book, the book gave me reason a reason why to reach out to people and contact them, to follow up with them, and not to follow up with, "Hey, I'm still here, and do you have anything that you want done?" Or you know, it, it gave me, it gave me an, a door opener to have a conversation with them that was of value. So I published the first book in 2015, and it still carries that kind of weight with it today, even though it's what going on four years old now. Um, I make it as part of my shock and awe package. We talked about before about shock and awe. So it always goes out in advance of me having a conversation, a sales conversation with a client. Um, and uh, just a brief story, a few weeks ago, I had a consulting call with a solo dentist who was referred to me. Um, and I mean, I kind of carried some clout with him already because he was referred to me by a person that he knew and trusted that told him that I was the person that he needed to talk to about video. But in advance of our call, I sent him my book, of course, with a little cover letter as to why I was sending them the book. And on our first call, when I remember it specifically, but on our first call, he apologized to me for not having finished reading my book before our call. And, you know, it, it was, it, it kind of, you know, it kind of takes you by surprise a little bit because I'm just, you know, I'm just an average person like every other business owner who's looking to, to you know, grow my business and, and do better for myself and my family. But the book itself had created such an authority with this particular prospect. And that's an important thing for everybody to understand. See, he didn't view me just as a video guy. He, he viewed me as the guy he needed to listen to. So the long story short is, is that on that one, it was a one call close, which is unusual in my business, which means that from that one call, I presented a project and I presented a concept and I quoted the concept, which was a five-figure project. So it wasn't small. And that's rare in my business because oftentimes financial projects that are that large, they can have a long selling cycle. But with this client, um, it, was, it was set up because of the perception he had of me in advance. And there's two more projects, you know, in the wings, ready to go once we finish this. And that's all from how he perceived me as the expert. It was driven by the authority of the book 
on the subject. Um, and there, there was never any question of price shopping or negotiating. His concern really was more about could he afford me. Hmm. Yeah, uh, again, lots of wisdom there. And, you know, again, for listeners, just to even expand on the strategy Ron used, you could also give out copies of your book to your current clients, strategic partners, and if they're handing those to their inner circle, the same type of benefit can happen. I call it exponential marketing of just this mm-hmm. you know, organic uh, growth that can happen when you know, people who know, like, and trust you because of the good work you're doing for them are more than happy to refer. And then when they can, in turn, take your book and give it to one of their colleagues, it's a very powerful combination. So, uh, yeah. you know. Again, kudos to you for being smart about that. Are there any other ways, Ron, that you use your books to attract new clients? Yeah, I'll use it as a lead generation piece, meaning uh, just fishing for people who are interested on the subject uh, in their business uh, for my book, in this case, testimonials for dental practices. So rather than going out and saying, hey, I you know make dental videos and so forth, and are you interested in that? The, the message is different. It's about, I'm not here to sell you anything. It's a matter of, I've got great content and I've got great material. So get this book. And that's, that's purely all the intent is, is get the book. Because I know once the book's in their hands, they're going to see two things. They're going to see the value of why they need to do this in their business and that they're going to see that to really do it properly, they're going to have to hire me to do it. So I'll use it as a front end lead generation to get people onto a list and then them getting the book, buying the book, investing in it some way, somehow, they demonstrate themselves as a buyer and, I, and they give me permission then to follow up market to them because they've expressed interest in the subject. So I'll use it as lead generation on the front end. Yeah, it's a, uh, a very formulaic, uh, can be simple strategy, it can get complex, but that book-centric strategy of get my book First is a completely different way of marketing. It's definitely a more sophisticated level of marketing versus, hey, I'm a video guy, you know, go to my website or here's a brochure, right? And, uh, right. That's, that's sort of the average Joe's way of doing it. But, you know, offering your book, and again, it's a real book, which I think is key. You know, if it's an ebook, okay, but you and I both prefer printed material. And I think a lot of people still do. And that really does give the perception of like, this is a real book that someone invested time and energy in. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if I could share along that mm-hmm. same line, I also use my book in place of a business card. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I have a first meeting with somebody, I mean, what's the normal thing that people will ask? Say, well, do you have a business card? To which I say, no, I don't have a business card. And, and you know, Mike, that that in itself really psychologically is a pattern interrupt statement. Because their instinctive reaction, sometimes people voice it, is, well, who doesn't have a business card? You know, and I, I follow up with, you know, what I do have is a book. A business card has only my name, address, phone number, and email address on it. My book has all of that stuff in it. What it also will tell you is who I am, what I do, and how I'm different. And if you're ever interested in talking to me about doing video, about doing testimonials, that's the stuff you're really going to want to know about me. So, if I have a book with me, I'll exchange my book for their business card. But if I don't have a book with me for whatever reason, I'll say to them, 
you know, look, if you give me your business card, I'll mail you a copy of my book at my expense. Mm -hmm. So I use it in place of a business card. I do the same thing. I carry copies with me uh, everywhere I, I go, and you just never know what opportunity, what event you might be at, where you might be, where an ideal prospect is there, and, and being able to do something like that of handing your book versus handing mm -hmm. out a business card immediately differentiates yourself. So, Ron, in the realm of all of the different marketing assets you have created for your business, where does your books, where do your books rank? It's right at the top, Mike. I mean, it's when, whenever possible, I lead with the book uh, because no one, I mean, no one in my industry has a book. So it's my key differentiator. Um, I have people here locally in the Cleveland area as well as nationally. But the people that I work with regularly here in the local area, I'll subcontract work to people if I need camera people or sound people and so on and so forth. And there's one guy in particular who is kind of my right-hand person. He's, he's my go-to person. He's always with me at any of the local events I have here. And he has his own business. And I've shared all of this with him. I've shared all this knowledge with him because I like the guy and I want him to do better. He's been working with me for 15 years. And in knowing all of this, he's never written and published a book. And he never will because, as and I'll quote him, it's too difficult to write one. Mm. Now, never mind his experience. The obstacle for him, as I'm sure for a lot of listeners, it's about putting that knowledge on paper. So, I mean, whenever I can, I mean, it's at the very top front end of what I'm doing. Mm. Well, let's, let's expand on that subject of being too difficult because – I am sure there are folks listening to this who would love to write a book for their business, but haven't started. You know, there's, mm -hmm. they're not sure where, how, whatever. What advice would you give that person? Well, if you're not going to do it yourself, I mean, if you're not going to go down that road yourself, I mean, you've got to find somebody to get it done for you. I mean, if you're insistent on writing it yourself, get a template to follow and you offer a phenomenal program to get from where they are now with no book to a book. But the important thing is they've got to just get it started, get it done. I mean, and today with what you offer and what's available out there, there's no reason or excuse that anybody shouldn't have a book done in a reasonable time. Um, I, I know from experience because my first book, it took me about five years to write it. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I did everything I could and I tried to, but it just kept putting it off because it's like arduous to write the daggone thing. Because instinctively, I think, at least I did, you feel like you got to write an encyclopedia. You know, you need to write something that's in depth and it's intellectual and all that kind of stuff. But after learning from you and learning from so many others and watching and studying, the second book and the third book only took me about three weeks to do. Mm. And, I mean, it's it, it, I, as I said, I got two more in the works because it's less daunting now. So my recommendation is if you, you've got to have a book, but if you're not going to do it yourself and you're not going to take the steps, you've got to find somebody to get it done for you. And what you offer is phenomenal. Well, I appreciate that. And I think what, you know, more importantly, with the kind of short, helpful books or shooks that we create for clients, it's a very specific formula, a very specific recipe. It shows you from the first page to the last page how to set your book up 
you know, it doesn't become this daunting task because I show you exactly what to do. So in my Shook Main Street author, I show everyone, here's what to do, here's what to write, this one's optional, this one isn't. Having that plan is by, you know, just leaps and bounds better than just staring at a blank screen. Now, Ron, mm-hmm. specific to some of your books, because I know, again, you some of those are short books, what do you think about this concept? You've already hit upon it a little bit, but this concept of instead of the whole encyclopedia on the topic, more bite-sized content. What are your thoughts and what has been your experience um, with your short books? Well, it's, it's been similar, but I think I can, I can sum it up probably better with a direct experience that I had with a client. So um, I have a client in the medical space and you know, specifically in the erectile dysfunction area of medicine. So we, for the client, we got a book published from the doctor who was our medical director, and it was a serious book. It was long. Our objective for doing the book was threefold, was to differentiate our clinics from others. It was to generate leads. And really, it was designed, intended to reduce the amount of time that it would take a patient who was interested in us to get to schedule an appointment. And we have found that the book accomplished the first two without any difficulty whatsoever. It differentiated and it generated a lot of leads for us, but it didn't reduce the time to scheduling, which really meant speed to money for us. Because what we found out in questioning patients who finally did get the book came came in, what we found out is, is that they felt that they had to read the entire book before they could make an appointment. And it was kind of, it was a serious book. So the fix was, doing a shorter book, and it mirrored very much your Shook formula. So rather than being an encyclopedia on the subject, it was a short, helpful book, and that was a game changer for us. Hmm. I've had the same experience with clients in the past uh, where because of all the knowledge they had, they felt like they had to write this 300-page, 400-page book. Besides taking forever and becoming a very, uh, just a very challenging uh, project, um, you know, it's really not what consumers want. Yes, there is a time and place for that type of book, but for what you know, the kind of things you and I are doing for our own businesses, well, how we help our own clients, a short, helpful book where a reader can take it. It's on a specific subject. They can take that book that shook, read it in an hour, and now the shook outlines a very specific next step. That mm-hmm. is a powerful type of book, and our clients get them done anywhere eight to twelve weeks, depending on you know how fast they are. But uh, if it's if it's taking you longer than that, then chances are either you're doing something wrong or you're writing a different type of book. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I made the mistake of thinking that with my book, I had to prove to people how <laughs> smart I was, <laughs> and and and. What I've learned is, is that you have to look at it more from the reader's yes. view. They don't, they really don't give a flying, you know, whatever that you know, that you're smart. They want a solution to their problem. And if you put it out and you lay it out to them in a short, helpful book, you get to, as we found with the medical client, we get to where we get to the relationship yeah. of, you know, faster. Well, and again, that is a something that happens to a lot of people, myself included at times, where we just know so much and it becomes about us and what we want to write 
and we mm-hmm. need to tell everything and all that. And that is not the strategy we're, we're, we're talking about here. That's why mm-hmm. having you know a book author and coach like myself guiding somebody and saying, no, 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 no. That's too much. You need this. You know, that's where that power is. Again, long books, traditional business books. Yes, they have a place out there, and and, and maybe you know someday you you or I might even write that type of book. But right now, mm-hmm. just cr- cranking out these real books on a specific topic, I think is uh, is just a it's a game changer. So uh, so listen, as we get ready to wrap up here, Ron, um, what's one thing you would like? listeners to take away from this conversation? Uh, I kind of intimated it here, but it, you really have to operate like you're a different person with regard to your book. And what I mean by that is, is that you've got to get out of your own head about publishing a book. You, you've got to approach the book as if you're doing it, you're writing it for your closest, dearest friend who's in business or your child that's in business. It, you know, it's, it's a person that you respect and idolize that you would talk about and so forth you know because i know you you're like me you know we're humble and you know we're good at what we do and you you tend to pull punches when you are promoting yourself and talking about what you do as being extraordinary in that so you've got to write the book as if you are your client or you know, you have to you have to take it from the approach as to if your mom were going to write a book about you. I mean, this is a horrible example, but if your mom were going to write a book about you and tell what you do, <laughs> it'd be in her words, not yours. Mm. So, I mean, I, I know it for a fact that when I write for clients, I write entirely different for them, about them, and about their business than I do when I'm writing for myself. So when I write for myself, I really have to play a game with myself, and I have to be, I'm the client, and I'm writing about this person. So it's kind of basic, but we really have to get out of our own way when it comes to writing about ourselves and, and, and our subject. And it goes back to what I said. It's not about proving you're smart. It's about proving that you have the solution for the prospect's problem. Hmm. Excellent advice. I appreciate that. So how can folks learn more about you and what you do? Good question. Um, I have two websites for your listeners. Um, the first is if they have, you know, video specific questions, because I tend to get that when I, when they find out I do video. And they can go to www.askronsheets.com. That's www.askron, R-O-N, sheets, S-H-E-E-T-Z, like zebra, dot com. Um, there they can post a question to me and I'll follow up on it. I, I answered all of those personally. I'll follow up on it within 24 hours. The second is if they want to uh, see my first book, which is the one that does all the heavy lifting in my marketing, um, they can find that on Amazon. Or if they want, they can go directly to my website and get it from me. If they get it at my website, they get a 47-minute bonus fast start video, which is basically a Cliff's Notes version of the book. It's like the hardcore things that they want to, they, that they really want to know. And that web address is www dot book on testimonials dot com forward slash get my copy dot html and for some reason you got to put the html at the end i don't understand the technical side of why but there so www book on testimonials dot com forward slash get my copy dot html 
And yes, I'll, I'll get that link, Ron, and we'll put it up on our page at least so that people can just click a button and go right to it for you. Okay, good. All right. Well, listen, Ron, this has been great. I appreciate the uh, wisdom and advice you've shared, and uh, I thank you for your time today. You're very welcome. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, Ron, take care. Thank you. You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street Author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time, and remember, you can do this.